and that is our prayer this morning. Because we love him. And why do we love him? Because he loved us, and he has transformed us. We've read in the scripture in these last weeks that he has a ministry of reconciliation for all of us to participate in. So this fall, we're talking about reconciliation. We're, we're in our small groups looking at what the gospel has to say about race relations, but there are far more divisions on our world than simply race divisions. So all of this that we're learning as we're reading from God's word has something to say to us about every place where we might have some sort of brokenness in every relationship that needs some restoration. So today we're talking about reconciliation once again. How much reconciliation is enough? How much is enough? We've already begun reading the gospel of the Lord according to St. Matthew in chapter 5 of that book. So I invite you to continue with us as we continue to read Jesus' words teaching the disciples about how much is enough. So we ended with verse 12, and we're picking up now at verse 13. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. This fits right in with what Paul said in the scripture we read a couple of weeks ago about you are Christ's ambassadors. You have a ministry of reconciliation. You are a part of the solution. You are bringing the solution into your relationships and into our world for all who are followers of the Lord Jesus. So Jesus here, he got the idea from Jesus. Jesus says, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house in the same way. Let your light shine before others that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets, I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly I tell you, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, not the least stroke of a pen, will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. Therefore, anyone who sets aside one of the least of these commands and teaches others accordingly will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever practices and teaches these commands will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, 
you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. So we are to let our light shine so that others will see the good that we do and give glory to our Father in heaven. That's a part of what we do as a follower of Jesus. And that means that we are, he says here, to in our lives and by our actions fulfill the law. Now, a lot of people read Paul and get the idea that the law doesn't matter anymore. That's Old Testament stuff. And we just focus on grace and mercy. Well, grace and mercy is very important. We are saved by grace through faith. But here Jesus himself tells us that if we are following him, then we are going to fulfill the law and the prophets. That's the, the writings of the Old Testament scriptures. So what does it mean to fulfill the law and the prophets? Fulfill, the word here in Greek is pleroma, which is a word that's used sometimes in English, and it means to fill, to fill up, no room left, completely full, completeness. When I was growing up, my family had a very, very large garden. We raised most of the food that we ate. We didn't, we didn't grow the, the wheat for the bread, and we didn't have any cows or, or goats or anything that would provide the dairy, but we raised chickens and ducks for the meat, and we had a garden that seemed to get larger every year. Every week, we, went, we spent hours in our garden weeding and cultivating or harvesting and processing the food. So often, my dad would say, it's time to go to the garden, and uh, he would give me instructions. So he might give me an instruction like, I want you to hoe several rows of potatoes. So here's a picture, an old picture of me hoeing potatoes. Now you see there I'm standing in the middle of the potato part of our garden. There are the, I'm not at the end of the row. The rows kept going as far behind as they are there that you can see in the picture. It was a lot to, to, I don't know how many rows of potatoes we had there. Row, uh, uh, hoe several rows of potatoes. How many did I have to, to hoe to fulfill my father's directions? Several. What do you think? I didn't want to hoe potatoes. I've never in my life wanted to hoe potatoes. There are other things that I wanted to do. So how long did I have to stay in the potatoes before I could go do the stuff that I wanted? Several. How many is that? Well, I looked it up in the dictionary. The dictionary says, hoeing potatoes, several rows, several means more than one, but not many. So how many rows did I have to hoe to fulfill my father's direction? Well, technically, <coughs> all I had to hoe were two rows. 
But I knew that two rows would not make my father happy. If I had said, well, you know, Dad, I looked it up in the dictionary, and the dictionary said it's more than one, and I did too. That, that would not have worked out so well for me. Certainly, he would have meant at least three or maybe four. He would have been happy with five. Now, the deal was I had a tendency of wanting to do the minimal amount required so I could get off and then go do the stuff that I wanted to do. The thought of pleasing my father was not on my agenda. My agenda was, what do I have to do to stay out of trouble and then get freedom? I was interested in getting by, not in fulfilling the directions from my father. So Jesus said, we're supposed to be all about fulfilling the law of God. When it comes to God, is getting by good enough? When it comes to righteousness, is just getting by doing just enough? What it means to be a person living out the kingdom of heaven kind of life? Or is there more to filling full the desires God has for us? So how are we following Jesus? Just enough so we can say, now Jesus, you know. I did what you said. I, I crossed the threshold. I know I had, had no, uh, no great enthusiasm for doing anything more. So, so I'm fine, Jesus. You gotta, you gotta let me go here. Or are our hearts filled with love for him? And are we saying, I want to do what is going to fill your heart, Jesus, with joy and pleasure? Because you can tell that my agenda is not about getting free so I can do what I want. But instead, my agenda is pouring out gratitude and thanksgiving to you. Jesus said that living the life of the kingdom of heaven was not figuring out the minimum necessary to get by. He came to fill full the desires of the Father, living a life devoted to his will and to the intent of the Father. So how full is full? If we're talking about Filling up, filling full the will of God for our lives, how full is it? Is that full? Now, if you have, uh, you're pouring for a child, you might say, that's as full as we're going to get. They'll be spilling it out, but is there room for any more juice in there? How much more juice should we put in? 
when is it full? Is that full? No, that's not full. I can see that it's, you maybe can't see that far away. That is just a little bit below the top. So how much more can we put in until it starts getting where no more can fit? Is that full? Well, no, probably not. Probably not. I brought an eyedropper. You know, can another drop go in there without it overflowing? I think it probably can. Oh, I, it, can, it can have more than that. How full is full? Well, that's, that's the question for us as we look at the gospel of the Lord today. Are we trying to get by? Or are we so filled with love for him that we want to give all of us. We want to prioritize him and his desires over our desires and what we might have to sacrifice. So once again, we're going to look at Matthew chapter 5. Jesus gives some very practical, very real examples in the rest of that chapter, the rest of the chapter, everything we have not yet read are examples of. This is what it looks like to fill full the will of God for us in our lives. Now, he, he does this. You'll see it as we're going through. He does this. He has a, a method, a, a style to do this. So he starts by quoting from the law of God. You have heard that it was said from ancient times. And then he'll quote the commandment, which has usually been given a very limited, minimalist kind of interpretation. You do it this much, and, and you're fine. You have, you have pleased God. But Jesus says, no. I say to you, he says, and here is the way to fill full the law. So let us begin to read at verse 21, the gospel of the Lord. <coughs> Excuse me. You have heard that it was said to the people long ago, you shall not murder, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you, that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Again, anyone who says to a brother or a sister, Raka, say, what is that? Well, that's not a word we use in our language. But you can think of some words that you would say, it is, if I said them, you would say, that's inappropriate for him to have said that, that word while we're trying to worship God. But words that people are called, Words that we try to diminish them, put them down, tear them apart. Only we don't usually say that. We're just helping them to see their true place, aren't we? Yes, we're being kind when we say those kinds of words. We're helping them. No, no. We have names for calling one another. He says, anyone who says to a brother or sister, Raka is answerable to the court. And anyone who says, you fool, 
will be in danger of the fire of hell. Filling full is definitely something kinder than anger. He goes on to say, therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar, if you've gone to worship God, and there remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to them. Then come and offer your gift. He didn't say if you have something against your brother or sister. He said if they have something against you. And you may think that what they have against you is completely unjustified. But he says if you're filling full the will of the Father, if, if you're living the life of the kingdom of heaven and not just trying to get by with the minimal obedience, then you take the initiative for filling things full. Me? Well, I didn't start it. And look at what they did. They ought to come to me. I'll forgive them and we'll be reconciled when they come to me and they apologize. Then we'll have reconciliation. Is that what Jesus said? No. He said, you go. You go. And you try to settle things. Now, of course, there are some people in the world that are unwilling for things to be settled. They don't want reconciliation. There's nothing you can do about that. Last week, we talked about Paul's words for us. As far as it depends on you, live at peace with all men. But a part of it depending on you is that you have done what you can to bring about reconciliation. In verse 27, Jesus continues with another example. He says, you have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. You understand what that means? Jesus said, but I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. So to fill full means that the thoughts of my heart are as important as the actions of my body. Boy, does that ever change things. Filling fools about respecting others, not using them for self-gratification. In fact, it is so important that Jesus, now listen to what he says. He says, this is so important that your thoughts be the thoughts of God, that even in your thoughts you are being obedient to the word of God. He says, if your right eye causes you to stumble, gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to be thrown into hell. Now, 
I think he's saying it's pretty important, don't you think? And if your right hand causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one part of your body than for your whole body to go into hell. Examples of filling full. Well, he continues on through the chapter, but we're going to skip the next couple of examples and start reading again at verse 38, just because we don't have time this morning to go through every example that he gives. So once again, it's still Jesus talking, and he says, you have heard that it was said, eye for eye and tooth for tooth, which some folks hear and say, well, that sounds kind of brutal. But, but what it was saying was, if you're going to take vengeance on somebody, the vengeance you take cannot exceed the damage that you suffered. That's not the way my brother and sisters and I handled things in our family. If someone did something to you, you made sure they experienced greater pain than you did so that they, they will remember the next time that whatever they want to do, it's going to cost them a whole lot more than what they get out of it. That's the way we human beings have a tendency to take vengeance. But the law says eye for eye, tooth for tooth, no more. Jesus, however, said, but I tell you, do not resist an evil person. If anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to them the other cheek also. And if anyone wants to sue you and take your shirt, hand over your coat as well. If anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. Give to the one who asks you, and do not turn away from the one who wants to borrow from you. And there it is. Filling full. Filling full the desires of God instead of looking for what is the minimum that is required of me for me to still be in okay with God. No, he says, quite literally, this is where the phrase comes from, go the extra mile. That is filling full. For that is what Jesus has done for us. The Son of God left his throne in heaven, gave us not what we deserved, but lavishly poured out his love and mercy and forgiveness upon us. And so Jesus is not asking us in any way to do something that he did not understand the difficulty of. He's calling us to truly follow him and live as he did. To fulfill the law and the prophets, to fulfill the desires of God for us. 
has nothing to do with asking the question, so how much must I do? How far do I have to go? Instead, Filling Full looks at each situation, every relationship, each person, and says, what is it going to take to make this whole? To fill this up, to leave no room for anything but the faithful love of God. We're talking about reconciliation this fall. Reconciliation doesn't happen when we are half-hearted, when we are just doing the minimal amount required. Reconciliation happens as we fill full broken situations with the love of God. When is a glass full? When there's not room for even one drop more. So I think Jesus is asking us today, can you put anything more into the broken relationships, the broken situations around you? Let us pray. Our Father, we give thanks to you that your love is boundless. Your love never fails. Your love endures forever. And you are constantly pouring out your love and mercy on us even when we're not really wanting any more of it because we want to go off and follow our own agenda. But you love us. You're patient with us. Even though you know our hearts. So we pray for us all today. Make us truly to be people of the kingdom of heaven. People of reconciliation. People who fill full your desire. For we have seen your love. We have experienced your love. And we want to love you with our whole lives for as long as we live. So, where there are places we hold back, remind us that you are more than enough even when there is pain. and help us to be the extravagant fillers of the broken places. Filling them full. Make them whole, we pray, O oh Lord. And so we ask for your blessings upon us as we go from this place to be your ambassadors ministers of reconciliation, healers in our broken world. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, our reconciler.